When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. at the House of Culture in Salt Lake City for All-Star Weekend 2023. I'm Charles Beloved, this is Pop Law, and this is your lovely host, Desiree Talley. Give it up for Des. Welcome to Pop Law Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm still not your attorney. Pop Law Podcast is presented to you by Revolt Podcast Network. We're back with a new sound, same show, and all things pop culture and law. Pop Law is recording at the House of Culture, curated by White Room Global. This is a very special episode coming to you from the 2023 All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. I am joined by the man who brings all the vibes, Charles Beloved on the bar. You know the vibes, Des, what's up? We, we out here? We in Salt Lake City today, right. baby. R&B house party? <laughs> oh yeah, we gonna party it up tomorrow. <laughs> All right, and we are on Pop Law before we get that party started. I am sitting down with Grammy-nominated artist. Keep going. Emmy Award-winning musical Keep director. Keep going, Des. Adam Blackstone. <laughs> Can we just clap it up one time? What's up, Des? What's up, Adam? How are you? I'm glad to be here. All-Star Weekend. We having a good time out here in Salt Lake. It's a little chilly, but you know, you got the fireplace, you got the ambiance. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. I mean, you got a lot more accolades, so I got to run down the credentials a little bit more. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to let you do that. Musical mastermind behind the live shows of many of today's biggest artists. He is also responsible for the epic Snoop and Dre halftime performance at Super Bowl, yeah. Rihanna's Super Bowl performance. He is even doing the NBA All-Star halftime performance. Come That's on, right. Adam. Yeah, you don't sleep, do. clearly. No sleep. <laughs> no sleep, no sleep. <laughs> Adam and I will talk about his musical journey from Philly to the Super Bowl and dropping his debut album, Legacy. Legacy, Legacy. Okay. Now, this topic, the journey of Legacy, is going to be really interesting. We all are excited. I think the most excited is Charles. Man, excited. He's been trying to get into your concert series. He's like, uh, I need to be on the show. <laughs> no, it, it get crazy out there, man. We were over live at the Sunrose Room in you L.A. You were going crazy in L.A. They going crazy. So we, we, uh, we, we, we're about to expand. I'm heading on the road with Jill Scott, and we're going to take that legacy experience out with Jill, so I'm excited about it. All right, that. so these rapid-fire questions going to be good. Real okay, good. let's Real get good. into it. Caramel or caramel? Neither. <laughs> I'm more of a chocolate drizzle. <laughs> and if we and if we talking uh, the pronunciation, neither again. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Chopped cheese or cheese steak? Cheese steak. Okay. For sure. Team LeBron or Team Giannis? I got to go with LeBron. LeBron just broke the scoring record, yeah. you know, all the time. Giannis is incredible, though. I think he's he's such an inspiration, especially for um, non-Americans that come from Greece and, you know, like his parents being, you know, uh, descendants and, and like... But LeBron is just, you know, he's doing something for the last 19, 20 years that we've never seen before. I've never seen in this lifetime. So, Team LeBron. Okay. Old school or new school? 
Oof. I gotta go old school. All right, these go get a little bit harder. All right. Prince or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Ooh, that was so Ooh, that quick. Was quick. That, that was, was quick. quick now. I gotta know why. You gotta tell us yeah, why. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, one of my first moments where I fell in love with music was like, I remember driving home from church on a Sunday. I don't know if y'all remember this. Michael Jackson had the Remember the Time video come out at 8 p.m. <laughs> On Fox. It was right before In Living Color. Okay. Well, I stood in front of the TV and I was like, yo, this is crazy. I remember my also, um, I, I don't remember this, but I was told that we tried to get into a thriller concert and there was no tickets and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I think Michael, I, I used to watch Bad, the video on VHS, like when yeah. it went from black and white to, to color. color. Yeah. Yeah. I got into Prince later because of his incredible musicianship. But I think at a, as an adolescent, you know, he was singing about some stuff that was a little over my, uh... Yeah. <laughs> I listen to some songs now. He was talking about and all that. I was like, uh, I, I'd rather know who's bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Earth, Wind, and Fire or Isley Brothers? Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, Verdine and, and, and Philip are friends of mine, um, such iconic figureheads as musicians and, uh, last all-star yeah they um did the 75th anniversary and i was able to back them up and then they, we also did juneteenth together um now don't get me wrong ronald and ernie isley they 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 set the world yes. ablaze but i think you know for my personal relationship it has to be uh earth wind and fire okay baby face or jimmy jam and terry lewis oh that's not fair <laughs> That's a rapid-fire question. You got I got to go both. I can't. <laughs> I knew it was going to get spicy at some point. That one is too rough. All three of those guys are huge mentors to me. They continue to mentor me. I was just with Face on Sunday. He sang America the Beautiful for yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jam just texted me a little while ago just because, you know, he always tells me how proud he is of me. And a piece of my legacy has been as well playing with Janet. And so I got to learn about their music, Jimmy and Terry, yeah. specifically very in-depth by listening to her files and yeah. diving into the music. As a R&B head, Babyface is just the pinnacle for me of songwriting yeah. and, and, and artistry and, you know, how he's developed people like Usher and Tony Braxton yeah. and Mariah and all these other things. So it, I, I got to, that was the tough one. I got to go all, all, all in them, yo. Okay, this one gets tougher. All right, here we go. I'm kind of nervous to ask you this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. All right. Jill Scott or Jasmine Sullivan? <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, man. <laughs> I got to go with yeah, no, again, I can't do that. <laughs> you almost, <laughs> I almost get it. So Jill, man, I get emotional talking about Jill Scott. She is really one of the first ones to like give me a shot as a musical director on the big stage. I was emding mm -hmm. locally for a while before Jill, but um, she went on a tour called the Sugar Water Festival, where it was her, Queen Latifah, Erica Badu, one of the biggest mm -hmm. black women festivals yeah. at the time for sure, and. Um, she made me her musical director and really, really like put me on to see how the world and stages were run. Jasmine Sullivan is one of the first artists that I had never heard anybody sound 
like that mm. before. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was like, that is trailblazing. I think she was 13, 14, 15 years old. And, wow. you know, we was in my parents' studio, like cooking up beats mm. and, and, and working. And, you know, she she blessed me to um, be on my album, Legacy, and Round Midnight, which we got the Grammy yes. nomination for. So both of those women from Philly, they carry a very special place in my heart. Um, they both queens to me. They both play major, major roles in the development of who I am as a musician, yeah. a musical director, and an artist. And uh, yeah, I, I, that's a that's that's I ain't no cho- ain't no choosing there. Yeah. You trying to get me, Des? <laughs> I mean, you see what she doing, bro? She went crazy there. <laughs> Charles helped me write these questions. No, but I love them both. That is very difficult. Yeah, I love a, both of their music. They mean so much to us yeah. as a culture, you know, in different ways. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jasmine just went in for best R&B last year. Jill won years before. Right. It's just like you know, man. And then you know this. Tour I'm about to go on is coming full circle for me because I'm yeah. opening for Jill when when yeah. really I started backing her up. So now yeah. as an artist, she's putting me on in a different light. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm super thankful about that too. So both yeah. of those women, equal queen. Equal queens. Yeah. I love them and I can't yeah. wait to hear more music from them. And I'm gonna be at the Jill Scott tour. You gonna be at the Jill store? I'm gonna be there. Uh, I we'll love her. All right. So you talked about being a musical director for yeah. some of these greatest artists. What exactly is a musical director? Okay. <laughs> um, I would like to classify that as all things live, music oriented. I translate what you hear in the studio to the stage. Okay. I try to make an experience for the listener, for the viewer, for the audience member, so that sometimes, you know, most times I hope that you leave the concert wanting that experience again and almost liking it just as good or better than putting the CD on. Yeah. Um, and more recent because of what I've, the bigger shows that I've done, I'm involved in the lighting and the choreography and the staging to making sure the hits and the music all line up with mm-hmm. what's going on aesthetically okay. as well. Um, so it's everything from curating the set list mm. to you know hiring personnel at times it's like an md is is an overall you know curator of the live music experience okay. so that's what i've been doing and how does someone become a musical director that's a great question i i i don't know how to answer that with a pinpoint answer mm. I, what i did early in my career was i just cared a, a mm. lot yeah um and I think the artists at the time could tell I was like staying extra and wanting the band to rehearse more and saying, hey, I don't think that person fits with us. Try this person. Mm-hmm. I know this person. Or, hey, this voice matches with this voice better. And they're like, oh, OK. And then really just putting the sets together as well. That's kind of how it, it happened for me, where it was like I was just very attentive to the music. And um, everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think the artist can tell yeah. that you have their best interest at heart. And yeah. what has been your favorite gig as a musical director? Um, I say each of the Super Bowls carry a special place in my heart. That's more recent. Um, you know... My first one with Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. The next one was Shakira and J Lo, yeah. which was huge for Latino community. And we was in Miami. 
Yeah. After that was Dr. Dre and Snoop, Man. so that just went. I was there. That was great. Yeah, yeah, you were there? Yeah. All right, cool. I think I saw you like a... It, no, you saw me. You saw me low. You I sat up there. Yeah, I, no, I was gonna say I, I was up. Okay, yeah, I think okay. I saw. You. I, I think I saw you. Yeah, and then you know, very recently we just did Riri, and so it's been those those experiences for me. You know, growing up as a sports fan specifically, never really knew that music could take me to those yeah. stages, and so it's a big deal, you know, yeah. to kind of bask in what the blessings of God have have really given me, and like put me in the surroundings to meet people like yourself, but then also hang with the football team, with yeah. the Eagles, you know what I'm saying? Or like be an NBA All-Star and, and see LeBron and all of that. But really I'm there also doing a job of my own that they respect, Yes. With, with, which is the music. So um, it's been it's been a great, great journey. I would say the Super Bowls carry a special like MD place. Yeah. And how do you get there? Because that is the world's largest stage. I know we talked about something, but you had to work gig after gig after For gig, sure. right? Yeah. Um, meaning, like, how did I end up at the Super Bowl? Who yeah. hired you? Like, yeah, did you have I mean, an audition so, for it? No, no, no. So, you know, interestingly enough, again, um, my first huge big gig was Jay Z, Fade the Black, in 2003, 2004. Um, and that was his farewell concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, from that concert, man, and I, which I was not the musical director, Quest okay. Love was the musical director. That's my big bro, the Roots crew. And uh, I met Kanye, I met Mary, I met a young Beyonce, you know, through, through Jay. And uh, all of these things ended up spawning these relationships of work ethic for me to work with these artists. And so by the time I got, um, established as my own MD and working with Janet and Justin Timberlake. When Justin got called for the Super Bowl, I was his MD, so it made sense for me to do that. Then the next year is when Rock Nation took over. Yeah. And um, because of the work that I had done on Justin, the NFL recommended me as well. And Jay was like, oh yeah, I know, yeah. I know Adam. And so it just made sense. And so we've been rocking ever since. It's been really cool. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a huge trajectory that I try to tell a younger generation, like, you know, you're only as good as the, the last thing that you did. So right. no matter where it is, whether you're at church, whether you, you know, in a, at a play, whether you're in a theater, whether you, you know, doing local club gigs, it's like you never know who's watching. You got to right. put your best foot forward at all times because it, it can turn into something Right, big. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so with this last Super Bowl, you also did the Black National Anthem, I right? did, I did. That was huge for me. Um, I also did it in 2020 at NBA All-Star yeah. with um, Clark Atlanta University. And it, I don't know, that song just is so powerful to me and it means so much for our culture. Right. You know, we sing the national, the regular national anthem pretty much at every sporting event. So mm -hmm. it's like to have that sung um, means that we are respected in a way or it kind of... It appears <laughs> to be respected. No, let, me, let, me, let me start over. Right, yeah. It means that they respect us and they're gaining even, unfortunately, they're just gaining more respect for who we are as a people, who we are as a culture, what what those words mean to us. Yeah. Um, and we always want to like lift every voice everywhere we go. We do that as a culture anyway, but it's great to 
have it be displayed at somewhere like NBA All-Star or somewhere like the Super Bowl. Yeah. This was the first year that it was televised as well. Um, so that's a big deal. You know, knowing that the majority of the players are African-American, mm -hmm. why is has it taken so long for yeah. that to happen? And I'm thankful that it has. The NFL is really, I feel like they're making strides to get right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's a process. We need allies and, 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 and it has to start somewhere. I love the rendition. I love to see yeah. Shirley Ralph Shirley sing Ralph that on the that field. Thing. Yeah, yes. she went crazy. Uh, yeah, last year I walked past Mary Mary singing it yeah. outside of the stadium outside, at yeah. SoFi. So for it to be in the stadium, everybody watching, I just was so happy and it brought tears to my eyes to see that song sung and how she sang it. So she kudos to you, it. Adam. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. I was blessed to do that. Last year was Mary Mary and, and a great friend of mine, Derek Hodge, was the arranger of that. This year, I was blessed to arrange it and produce it. And uh, Miss Cheryl and all her queendom, yes. you know what I'm saying? She brought the house down. And um, I was excited to be accompanied by Jason White and the samples mm -hmm. um, as the choir. And yeah, they they just, you know, it's been a, a, a ride of emotions, specifically with that song, because it means so much to us, and then I've, I've heard from the players even, like they have a new respect for where they are to even enjoy that song prior to a game, you know? Yeah. So it was cool, it was good. And so when you do musical direction, we talked about what your favorite has been. What has been the most fun? Yeah, I think the most fun easily has been the Bad Boy Reunion Tour. Oh my God. Did you see that? I went by myself, Madison oh. Square Garden, I think, Did you see in that, New bro? York. I was there, Barclays Center, Biggie Barclays. birthday. Barclays, crazy. yes, Barclays. Biggie's birthday. Yeah. Tears. That went, up. went crazy. Oh, Man. So that, those, that tour was one of my funnest experiences uh, as a person. Like, I would have went there as a fan. <laughs> so just to be on stage with Puff and Fave and Toto and Mace and you know, French and, and all these people, man, it just went so, so crazy. That's what I grew up on. That's, yeah. that's the old school that I talk about with the rapid fire. And it's like, you know, me and my best friend from high school, Dilemma, we we thought we was Puff Daddy and Biggie <laughs> Smalls. Like, so, you know, to now play that music, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Not having a chance to meet Big, but be as close as I was playing that music with him and, it's just been uh, an incredible, that was just so fun. I, we danced the whole, you was there, yeah, we danced the whole night. Y'all need to bring that back, I'm telling you. We need you, to bring that back. I was, was there crazy by tour. myself, calling this my, my sister right on here. FaceTime. Sean Combs, we need, a, we need a bad boy reunion tour. Maybe I'm gonna invite you to somewhere in Philly, Roots or something, Roots Painting. We figured that out. I mean, this is a Revolt podcast. Come on now, you heard the man, just called out. Called I'm on there. All right, Sean. We, we, we need to do that, Puff, let's go. So what is your creative ethos when you are in the studio, when you're curating these live performances? Yeah. Uh, tell me about what bag you pull from. That's a good question. I, I move so fast amongst jobs that I think that I stay in my bag, in my swag. Um, definitely my children, you know, inspire me daily. I was just telling somebody that even leaving the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. I flew home for the day just to like hug and kiss on my kids. And uh, they they re rejuvenate me to, you know, stay creative. But I, I'm still a, a, a music fan and I'm a, yeah. I'm a music head and people introduce new music to me all the time. And I'm like, man, that sounds crazy. Like, I, would, I wish I would have thought of that. And, <laughs> you know, just to hear 
um, new sounds and all of that and, and discover new programmers and, and engineers mm -hmm. that I would love that I love working with. It's a collaborative effort, this, yeah. this game, you know, nothing that I do has ever been like solo dolo. It's about my team and uh, they continue to inspire me, too. So I think it's just a, a overall like being a fan of music, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And like where where is that inspiration if I know I want to do something cinematic, I might go listen to some Hans Zimmer or I might go listen to, you know, what Chris Bowers is doing or if I want to do something, you know, very uh, gutter and hip hop, I might just pull out some Wu-Tang or okay. pull out some Big or something and really, you know, if I need to get in my West Coast bag, I'm going to go full Snoop, Exhibit, Dre. And it, and I just need to remind myself sometimes yeah. of like, like where the origin of that music came from and how it made you feel when yeah. you first heard it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I always like to like revisit those things. And when you're creating your own music, like you did with Legacy, yeah. are you in that same bag or do you go to another place? No, I'm in the same bag. Okay. It's like, you know, I, I, I'm i a jazz head. Uh, I love blues and soul music. And so I, I definitely was heavy on Sammy Davis and Nat King Cole. I was listening to Sinatra. A lot of that during my uh, process of creating Legacy, but Legacy, the album is such, it's so encompassing of who I am. It has gospel on there, so I love Mary Mary. I love Kurt Franklin. Um, it has, you know, standard jazz on there that I got Queen Latifah on. It got some hip hop boom bap. I got Jill rapping on the joint, and uh, it's just, you know, it's I got Robert Glasper for, you know, for for that soul jazz bag and. The Baylor Project. It's so many incredible artists. Lauren Talese. Um, and then, you know, rounding up the record, I ended up doing a tribute to Chadwick with his wife, yeah. um, Simone Bozeman. And so that was another song for me that just touched me for people who we have lost that yeah. we know that we'll be seeing them again in our faith. So yeah. uh, that project was, has been, is currently still so, so, so special to me that... Um, when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah, I, I pray that people continue to enjoy it. Yeah, it's a great, great album. Thank you. And when you talk about this experience of creating your own album, how do you feel about performing your songs as opposed to being behind the scenes? I'd be nervous, yo. <laughs> it's such a different bag. Now, that's a different bag to be in. When I'm playing for somebody else, yeah. Charles, it's like, I don't get nervous because I'm like, we put this time in, we put the work in, I'm supporting them. Yeah. But when I'm up there playing and singing on my own, I'm like, this is not where I <laughs> thought I was about to be. And so uh, when it comes off, and it has, I'm, I'm very thankful. And I'm, I'm the, the support that I've gotten has been so, so good. Not only that, it, it inspires me to like keep going yeah. and create new music and, and work with new people as well. So when you get nervous performing your own music, yeah. do you have a ritual or something you say to hype yourself up? I think I actually need to calm it, it down. down. Okay. I'm just like making sure everybody's where they need to be. I got a lot of guests always. So it's like, 
Okay, cool. Mom's is straight. Family is good. All of that. Everybody's in AC. I'm like, let me just disappear <laughs> for a second. And uh, even my team knows it's like the most, the, as much as we can be prepared, that helps me stay creative. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm more of a step away from it real quick to calm it down yeah. so that I can just take a deep breath and visualize what's about to happen. Yeah. If I get too hype, is is I'm I'm liable to forget everything. So <laughs> <laughs> for my for my own stuff. Yeah. And you keep on talking about your team. Who yeah. are the most important people on your team that help you keep it all together? Man, it's 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 a full team effort when I'm working with other I just did this last Super Bowl with my co MD Omar Edwards. So great. He MDs Jay Z. Uh he did Rihanna with me. Uh, I got my man Jason Rogers here who moves me around. Troy Knowles, Ebony Franklin, Marche Rice. My wife is the CFO of the company. Um, so it's like we real family, like tight. Uh, and it's actually, it's funny, we were just talking because it's, it's getting a little bigger than us. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and that's just kind of how we grew up. Like, you know, like keeping nepotism and mm -hmm. try to teach you know, people like, and especially for my children, like creating their own, creating my legacy for them, creating their own legacy is like, let me have 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 something for them to hold on to, tangible, mm -hmm. when they get of age. So yeah, my, my whole team is like family, you know yeah. what I mean? So they moving me around and we're doing pretty good. We're gonna, we're gonna step it up because we got tour coming up yeah. and it's gonna be great. I like yeah. that you reference nepotism because sometimes in our community it's shunned. Like I can't hire my family and friends, no nepotism, but that's how everybody else has been moving. Every so. other culture does it. I do think that we have to give experiences to our family that they may not know about. Yeah. So it's like, you know, me just hearing about your, you being a lawyer and like, you know, people knowing that like, yo, you can get to the NBA by playing music. Yeah. You can get to the NFL by playing music. Like you may not play the sport, but it's like, there's so many other jobs. I look around, even this production, I, I want to teach my son and daughter about like being a camera person and, yeah. you know, grippers and stuff like that. All of these shows require um, so many jobs that we don't get to see sometimes as people of color because we're not put in those positions. Right. So, that's what I think that I can do to help my family out and, and keep it within the family. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. got to do it. Gotta do nobody it. else going to support us but us, right? Facts. And what advice would you give your 13-year-old self? My 13-year-old self? Yeah. It's okay to be chubby. <laughs> <laughs> um, love yourself. Uh, trust God and dream big, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I would, I would definitely try to start that process mm -hmm. early in my in my adolescence and and know that it, it's gonna all work out for my good at the end once I do those things. And what would you give the advice to for a young musical director or a person playing instruments and yeah. see you everywhere and aspire to be who you are? Well, just know that it didn't just happen overnight. Yeah. This is a 22 career, 22 year career that I put in from playing at clubs, bar mitzvahs, churches, theaters, uh, free jazz clubs, like all of that. It's like, it, it really, really was a labor of love in the beginning and remaining humble, uh, rem remaining a person of integrity, uh, being nice to people yeah. just in general, you know what I mean? Cause you never know when you're gonna see those people again or need somebody. Yeah. And so all of those things I think is like just working hard 
being integral, I think like that's that's the great signs of a musical director. Notice I didn't say anything about music. Right. It's like because the talent is going to come. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talented, especially yeah. now with this social media. You can find anybody singing, playing yep. anything. It's like, but are you a good person? Do I want to live with you on a tour bus? Yeah. Do I want to? Do I want to recommend you to Puff when I can't be there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, do I want to say, hey, this is a client that you should work with at your law firm? You know what yeah. I mean? Like. All of those character things matter to me more than the talent. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You can teach talent sometimes, and a lot of times you just can't teach character. Yeah. So. Character is really important. Facts. And that's something that I instill in education and knowing what you're doing. Yeah. For this job, you need to know that industry. Don't just show up and expect a handout. Do some research. Do the research. Yeah. yeah. The, the, and even as a musician, I always like to say, like, the rehearsal is not the time to learn the music, like come prepared, you know what I mean? It's probably the same in your field where it's like, know what it is before you actually have to present it to somebody, Right. you know, so. Yeah. yeah. And what's on Adam's wish list or who is on Adam's wish list? (laughs) To work with? Uh, That's a good question. Oh, (laughs) I think that um, I wanna focus a little more on songwriting. So even mm-hmm. thinking about the baby faces and the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's getting in the studio with them. <clears throat> I'm loving Tim's yes. right now. Yeah. She's writing and performing her behind off. Um, also, you know, James Fauntleroy is just like one of the songwriting gods to me. Yeah. Um, so getting in the studio with some of those people would be really Really, really cool. Well, you just missed fifteen hundred. I just did. They was yeah, here. Yeah, they was here. So, oh man, we I gotta, gotta. I gotta hit Lawrence. Yep, we all out here at All Star Weekend. Okay. We are all creating and building legacy. Absolutely. Charles, how you feeling over there? I love it, man. I'm feeling inspired. I'm trying to focus on my next legacy, man. That this is, man. That's all we can do is keep building, man. Keep building. Adam, I appreciate you coming to Pop no I cannot wait to see what is happening at the All-Star Game, and I will continue to watch. And I'm inspired. I don't have a musical talent, but you make me wish I did. Nah, I saw it. It's not even just about that. As long as we continue to uplift one another, you know, our jobs and our talents are going to come to the forefront and, you know, speak for itself. All right. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for watching Pop Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree. Be sure to reach out to Popwell on all social platforms and visit our website at popwellpodcast.com. Again, Popwell is presented to you by Revolt Podcast Network. And remember, I am still not your attorney. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. 
time offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.